Welcome to Living on Purpose. I'm Mark Pumphrey, along with my co-host, Dr. Christy Stewart, coming to you from the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana. And you know, Christy, we were at a function not that long ago, and you were talking to an individual, and they were asking you some questions. And yes, folks, we go to functions. We're that important. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But they're asking you that you guys always talk about those six people you surround yourself with, but how do you kind of see the people that are not needed in your life, those toxic people, if you will. So we counted that as a requested show, right? I mean, <laughs> Yes, we did. <laughs> we, and we started talking about this with other people, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about some of those that they started asking questions about dealing with difficult people and, you know, kind of why do I have to always be the one to, to give in? Why right. do I always have to be the one to compromise or find something or give, you know, whatever that is that you need to do. Well, we're going to talk about that because you don't. Right. And no, I you don't. You. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Just what do you want out of that relationship, Whatever, whether that's at work or personal or wherever. If it's not something that's worth investing, then you don't have to. Well, and we're kind of talking about in this show kind of detoxing the toxic people out of your life, right? I mean, we want to, we want to kind of mitigate those things, but we're going to show you how to recognize those people, right. get some of the personality traits, and what to do to get rid of them or at least mitigate some of the things that your interactions with them. How, how do I deal with these people in my life that are difficult? <laughs> because some people we're going to talk about, you just have to exit them. Some people you can do workarounds. Some people you can find a happy medium. Some people you can, you know, do some kind of compromise. Mm-hmm. And some you can't. And some people are, are, you know, not that anybody's bad, but no. some people are, you know, kind of uh, well, toxic. they're bad for you. They're bad for you. And some people are, you know, just, they're just not a good fit for you to have mm-hmm. in their life. How do we deal with people that are being difficult, because in most of these situations, those are us too, right? We have bad days. We We can be, I know that I can be very difficult at times in certain situations Mm -hmm. with certain people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, me too. So how do we deal with that? How do people deal with us? How do you see that? And um, can you work around it or not? And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Absolutely. And I think that for the folks out there, they're on both sides of this. They they know that they're this way, and they know that they have people in their lives that are this way. So, yeah, I'd like to jump right in there and kind of see what the research that you have on this, because it's kind of fascinating what we've talked about. Well, again, there's a lot of different levels to this, and we're just going to touch a few, because a lot of times personality and personal values, you know, they really have a lot to do with who we get along with and who we don't. Okay. Right? That certainly so makes sense. So one of the things um, that we want to just touch on that we're not going to dig in too deep. We could do a whole show. Actually, we could do a show, show on all four of these if we really wanted to, but... Well, we kind of have, haven't we? In oh, through, some ways, I mean, yeah. cherry-picking, I guess, a little bit from other shows, but... We've talked about the communication process. We've talked about decision-making. we talked about how to deal with difficult people right. in other contexts, whether that be just breathing through some of those right. things, the whole relationship show we did. So, yeah, so we talked around these things. Today, we're going <laughs> to dig right into the heart of these questions. The first, and to give you an example of kind of what we're talking about that I think everybody can relate to is in astrology, right? Everybody knows their sun sign, whether mm-hmm. you believe in this stuff or not. Um, you know, you're a Capricorn, I'm a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. And these things have general stereotypical traits that are common themes among those demographics of people. Does that mean that that defines everybody? Absolutely not. Cool. But general, when we're talking in a general stereotypical way, 
They do. And those are things are like if, if you're a Taurus, you're thought of, of being patient and reliable, but you're also very jealous and possessive. Mm. Cancers are emotional and intuitive, but they're also moody. <laughs> Leos, they're generous and warm-hearted, but they can be pompous and patronizing. Virgos, modest and shy, but they can be very overcritical and harsh. Pisces, they're imaginative and sensitive, but they can be weak-willed and idealistic. And for the two of us, uh, I'm a Scorpio, so we have traits of being determined and forceful, but we can also be obsessive and obstinate. And you're a Capricorn. I Practical am. and prudent, but can sometimes be pessimistic. Okay. Sounds so, like me. <laughs> yeah. So I think that we, we know these things in people. And the whole thing we're going to talk about is that these are just, this is just one example of everybody has those good and bad things, right? right? Those traits that you can use in a good way, those traits that you can use in a bad way, right? If you're a Virgo and you can be super critical, um, if you're in a job that requires that, if the people in your life, in that situation that they need you, they need you to be critical and decision maker and, and get to the heart of it, kind of cut through all the stuff, that is a skill set that is positive. But we want to look at it as only negative. That's a good point. I never so thought either way, that. you know, I mean, again, Scorpio is determined and, and, and forceful. Um, most people are going to think those are good things, mm-hmm. right? Well, those things can be bad things, too, because can. you can roll over people. You can be a tank. You can kind of come in and, and take charge. And that can then turn into a bad thing. So we all have these. That's why sometimes we are all difficult people. Fair point. So that's just kind of how I wanted to give, because everybody kind of understands astrology and their sun sign, right? So I right. kind of wanted... But Everybody's read their horoscope now, and that's right. <laughs> there you go. And again, it's it's the kind of the concept of that Othello Bach, who does a show after ours and has been on our show a few times, that she says, you know, everybody is all okay. Everybody is okay. We're just different. I agree. We're just with different, that. Yeah. and so understanding those differences is critical. Now, some people are toxic and take these things to extreme, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about them first because these are people that you can't find compromise with. These are people that you can't find any kind of middle ground because their whole intention is to control, to manipulate, and to get you to do what they want you to do. And then this is what we want people to recognize these kind of traits in these kind of people. So then that way you know how to move past them, uh, lessen your time with them, whatever the case may be, right? Right. Okay. Because understanding, we're going to talk about, again, about four different quadrants of people and personality, whether it be personality, values, and different things. And the the toxic people that we're going to talk about, um, these are people that there really is no wiggle room and um, <laughs> they, they've got to go. <laughs> and we all have those people in our lives. I mean, it, right. definitely. So, Christy, let's start out with the people that are just toxic. These people are toxic to everyone and with everyone, you know. So, we, they all have, I guess, some similar traits, right? So, let's let's just jump right into those. So, then that way people can really recognize what they're looking for when they see these kind of people coming towards them. <laughs> right, because these are just definitely people that you want to avoid um, because they, they tend to always make you feel bad about yourself when you're mm-hmm. around them. These are not those people that are just naturally critical, like those Virgos in the world. Right. right. They're coming from a place of being hurtful, and those people, they are intentionally harmful. So and there's a difference between being critical and being helpful and being critical and being harmful. 
I agree with that. Now, when it's we, hard to tell. Right. Well, maybe. I mean, like when you're telling somebody something critical to uplift them. Right. Like when you're telling them, yes, them. you can go two more miles on the treadmill, which I can't. But if you, but <laughs> right. something like that, being critical is like, yes, you can do this. You can do this. That's, I can see where that's kind of critical. But saying, no, you're never going to make it. Just, just get off. It's a waste of time. I think that's... Right. It's coming from a completely different place. Exactly. So, yeah. Let's talk about those kinds of folks. Well, the first group of people that we're going to talk about are those people that are narcissistic. Love those people. <laughs> now, we're talking, again, we're talking about toxic. We're talking about people that do this to the extreme. Mm-hmm. So, when, you know, and they do it to control you. They do it, uh, it's not because they think that they're fabulous, it's because they're doing it to harm you, to right. hurt you, to, to, be, to, be har- to be harmful for you. So some of those personality traits of these people, um, you know, you just can't get a word in edgewise, right? <laughs> they, now, granted, the Geminis of the world, when you go back to astrology, they talk a lot. I talk a lot. I have a Gemini rising, I talk all the time. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about that. We're talking about people who dominate the conversation to control you with their conversation because really there is no the whole world revolves around them. Whatever that's they're talking being narcissistic. About. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They love to talk about themselves. Oh, do they? They generally don't ask questions past the beginning, right? Generally, from from the stuff that I read, it talked about people that are narcissistic in the beginning, they're going to ask you a lot of questions about yourself, right? They're going to slowly kind of get into your life because they need to know what they can use against you later, mm. right? But there's people who are not, they will ask you questions to get kind of the dirt on you, but they will not share any information about themselves mm. generally. Okay. So that's that's a good red flag. When somebody's <laughs> wanting all this information and it keeps coming back at you, but they don't share any good personal information about themselves, uh, it could be a potential problem. Again, they're completely self-centered and one-sided. It's yes. all about them. Um, now, the, again, this is different than somebody that just talks a lot because they want to be engaged with you or ask a lot of questions, again, because they want to be engaged with you. Again, it's intention, right? Mm-hmm. They figure out your weakness and they figure out ways to use that against you. They exploit others uh, without guilt. That's another yes. thing, right? They don't feel guilty about this behavior. They, you know, some of us, when we do talk a lot, we're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I dominated the whole conversation, but I was just really excited about this. <laughs> that is not what we're talking about. These are people who have no guilt, no remorse at all, even if they hurt you um, by being narcissistic. Well, I, in, in some cases, they actually proclaim it. They, they wear it as a badge of honor, right? Right, exactly. Um, and we all know people who are narcissistic to a point, but people right. who have that are toxic in this, and I think we all know at least one of those, you know that they're being hurtful to you. You right. know that they're being controlling of you. And they have a lot of different tactics. And some of the things that we're going to talk about from here on out, as far as the toxic, these are methods that people who are narcissistic use to get that control of you. Right? They bully, they belittle. They're always right. Yeah. In, another group of these. And they do not mind telling you you're wrong. Oh, you, no. I mean... No, that, no, no. Because, yeah, they belittle you in every way possible. Right. We're going to talk about gaslighting here in a few minutes, which is a huge tactic of, of people who are um, very narcissistic. hmm But they have a sense of entitlement. that they, they believe that they are superior to you, and this is why they're superior to you. And, or even better, this is why you are beneath me. And they like, and they will tell you, and they will tell I'll you, and they will tell list. you, until, they will, until you believe it. 
And then until mm. you start getting unhealthy, until you start getting to where there, there's something wrong with you. The next group in this uh, toxic is are going to be your control freaks. Everybody knows a control freak. Again, we're talking about extreme. Right, we're talking about extreme the... on this. That they have to control everything. What you say, what you think, what you do. Mm-hmm. Now, people, you know, at work, you can say, oh my God, they're just a control freak, right? They just have to have <laughs> their hand in everything. Their okay. thumb on you. Right. That, you know, that may be just because they have low self-esteem and are out of control and they're just being difficult. Or it may be that they are just definitely want to control you. And again, when we're talking about personal relationships, whether that be parents or siblings or children, in any way that this goes back and forth, working relationships, they're right. And everybody, you know, needs to do what they say. Right. The big, a big one, they nag you until they get what they want. Well, and this is my other problem with the control freaks, too, because they will nag you until they get what they want, except for they never get what they want. So the nagging never kind of ends, right? Well, it's never about this or that, right? It's about but, control, and it's mm-hmm. about controlling you. So that's what they really want. And so that's how then they use different tactics to get it. So they use nagging. They use putting you down. They use bullying you. Whatever it takes for you to conform to what they want for them to control you, then that's what they're going to do. And control freaks use control versus the narcissist maybe use bullying tactics or their sense of entitlement or, you know, using your weaknesses against you or whatever. The control freak is going to just kind of be more, uh, you know, storm roll you through it. Well, I guess that they're going to correct you constantly. I guess that's one of right. the... <laughs> but they, you know, they do things and say things to control your emotions. Hmm. So you may think that this feels good, what they're saying, uh, until it doesn't. So it's not to build you up. It's to control you. They have to have the last word. They have to always win. Um, they spend considerable time trying to convince other people their need to change because they need to conform to what wow. they want, right? <laughs> and generally, they're very aggressive. Yes. And they're very forceful and very aggressive. I, and I, I got to tell you, I agree with every point on this because it definitely these people are aggressive. They, they will tell you everything you need to change about yourself. And, they, and my favorite one is you'll have a conversation with these folks and when you try to interject, it's no, 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 no. Right, exactly. And is... <laughs> exactly. Um, another set of toxic people that are using this for control are your emotional vampires. And you've never heard this term I've never before, heard which this is surprising term. to me. Yeah. These people are extremely critical. They're controlling. They're very negative, And they're very manipulative. Right? They suck out the positivity. Um, yeah, they, instead of your blood. Right? Positivity. They leave you emotionally drained and exhausted. They're always negative. They're the ones that we talk about that have no cup. Oh, you know, yeah, it's yeah. not like mm-hmm. it's half full or half empty. These people don't have a cup. Um, they bring everyone else down. They need constant attention. They're always having a major crisis, and they are always the victim. Wow. But it, the big thing is, is that they really just suck the energy out of you. You know, you just know those people who just sit down. We're going to talk about Debbie Downers. because, <laughs> And that's that's just negative people that just complain about everything. That's what we're talking. We're talking about people that literally suck the energy right out of you. It's not like, oh, my God, I can't listen to her anymore. Yeah, it's like literally you're exhausted and you need to go take a nap because you've dealt with this person for 10 minutes and they just like sucked everything right out of you. And the sad thing is that these people are so focused on themselves that most of those emotional vampires 
have no idea that this that is, that, that, that this is really what they are, which is kind of sad. Well, and I got to tell you, I, when you come across these folks, especially an emotional vampire, I love the name. I got to tell you, <laughs> I love the name. But they are. They they. They can just find a way to suck the energy. It, it doesn't matter. Out of the how, whole room. Yeah. You know, you have somebody, it, it's, I've heard stories, I've never been in Bill Clinton's presence, but you know these people that are so charismatic that they would say he would have it be in a room of 2,000 people and Bill Clinton walk in and whether you like him or hate him, he controls the room. Mm-hmm. That they just, everybody's just vibrant around him. These are the complete opposite. These are the people that walk into a room and just suck everybody dry. Yeah, and change the whole mood of the room. Exactly. And it's just like you can't ever... They're never happy. Right. They're always the victim. It doesn't matter. They will steer like every other... uh, They will steer the conversation around whatever victimized thing they're going through. And they do it. A lot of times another tactic that these people use is the next one is your drama queens. Gotta love the drama queens. Right. Um, (laughs) They excessively want to attract drama. Okay, Except again. for they're the same people that's like, I hate drama. Drama, drama, drama. It's always, okay. <laughs> they want your attention but not your advice. Mm-hmm. They use unreasonable behaviors in order to control you. Yeah. They make everything personal. They're kind of those pot stirs, if you will, that create drama. They love gossip. They love gossiping about you and everybody else. To excess. Right? To excess. Some people are very emotional people. Mm-hmm. And they just are bubbly and they kind of create drama from that. Again, these are people that are excessively doing this. Oh. That they excessively want attention and they use this to control other people. I see. And they, again, they're using it in the, the, in the emotional vampires. They're using it in all these, in, in being a narcissist and in, in creating drama. So that they can then, they're creating drama about what they want, what they whatever need, they whatever want. it is. A lot of these, you're going to have all these things that interact and some people do a lot more of these than others. Well, now, would you say a drama queen and a good indication of this is when they make something that's, I guess, mundane into... Huge. Huge. Right, yeah, it's exactly. Like whatever it is, it, it doesn't matter. It's like they, they'll talk about cutting their grass and like a murder. Right. It becomes you know? this big drama becomes this big, uh, again, you know, they're maybe emotionally making you feel bad because something happened with their grass yeah, or something. Yeah. Or an Uber ride or whatever. Anything, they, anything. You know, they mess up. They put cheese on my hamburger. Can you believe right. that they put cheese on my hamburger? It's like, uh. <laughs> Right, exactly. Excessively. Okay. Uh, these people are generally very jealous and judgmental people. Uh, they're never happy for anyone around them. No one is ever enough. Uh, they're never impressed with your successes. Uh, well, how can they be? They're too busy with their own. <laughs> yeah, they tell you that you're lucky and minimize your worth or your success. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. quick to bring up bad news to burst your bubble. Uh, they pick petty fights. And they're happy when you fail. You know, your tribe should never be happy when you fail. Right, yeah, you know, absolutely. Never. I mean, Even if they think you're at fault or they want to criticize or be critical about why you failed... They're never happy about why you failed. And I think these are the same people that when you do have a success, I, I don't know if this would be fair, but they're the people that are going to go, what must be nice? Right, or, exactly. you're always the lucky one that finds whatever. Right, they minimize it in some way. Right. Exactly. That they, they, if they had your luck, you know, I mean, they would be just as good. 
Um, and then judgmental, uh, another tactic. They avoid their own faults by pointing out yours. <laughs> right? <laughs> Every problem is someone else's. They're hyper-focused on all of those negative things and negative traits and people and situations. They use criticism to control someone through negative judgments. Mm. Now, this is really tough when it's your boss or your parent. Right. Um, they jump to conclusions rather than looking at the facts. They understand yes, no, black or white, but there is no gray area whatsoever at all. But when it comes to you, right? Not them, but when it right. comes to well, you. Well, even in, with you, you are wrong, period. There is no compromise. There is no workaround. Uh, you need to change. This is your problem. Not mine. And not mine. Okay. Um, and they're intolerant of other people's differences. You know, I, there's an example of this. I worked in an environment, this has been a while ago, and I came in to my job and uh, like three levels above me called me into their office and sat me down and um, said, literally this is a conversation. Uh, she said to me, you're going to sit here until you figure out what your problem is. Oh, that's not going to work. And I'm well. like, okay, you're going to have to give me a little bit more to go on that because I just walked in the door and I have no idea what you're talking about. And for an hour and a half... She braided me on anything and everything. I can't even tell you anything that really was in the conversation. But obviously, I could have fought back on that, but I didn't. I was just like, oh, yeah, I could have done that better. Oh, yeah, I could have asked so-and-so uh, for permission for that. Oh, yeah, I could have done that. For an hour and a half, this went on, and she just was just beating at me. And that was, that was how I responded. And then by the time it was over, everything was fine. I got up and walked out, and the person in the hallway said, what was that about? have no idea. Still to this day, I have no idea. But if I would have fought back on that, because this person is a toxic bully person, I probably got fired that day. I'm impressed, Christy, you know, because I gotta because, tell you, I'd have probably been fired that day. <laughs> right. Because that's that's just who she is, right? And I know who that's that's who she is. Luckily I didn't have to work for her for very long. But I doubt that, she's actually employed anymore. Uh, actually she was not employed for much longer. Yeah, because uh-huh. I gotta tell you though well, especially in the work environment, that doesn't go on Right. Well, they're they're weeding that out. Well, and I think that some of these people are toxic because they they have been uh, like the movie Maleficent with mm-hmm. um, Angelina Jolie that evil is created. That was kind of the whole basis of the movie. Evil is created. I think some of these toxic people are created. That's a fair point. And and that they get stuck in that, but doesn't matter. It's still control. It's still toxic. They still need to go. The next are people who lie. Okay. Now, this is a big one for everybody. I would, I because we we got to know that we can trust people, right? I mean, right. But you have those toxic deceivers, right? Uh, those people who chronically lie. I mean, about nothing, about stupid stuff. So, you can't have a relationship with these people, right? Now, we're not talking about the blue eyed lie show like we did because we have a whole show on that, right? That, that we, everyone who's listening to the show, on average, lies forty times every day. We talked about that, and that is not what we're talking about. We're not talking about those little white lies mm-hmm. of, no, that dress is pretty when we think it's terrible. We're not talking about situational lying, that we don't want a conflict with this person, so we kind of don't really tell the right. truth. We're, that's not what we're talking we, about. Or we negate telling people things at all. Right, yeah, omitting things. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. When we're talking about toxic deceivers and liars, we're talking about people who lack empathy. These people do not feel guilty. When they get caught, or they they don't care, or they don't actually, they, yeah, they don't, they don't care. care. They just they lie to lie. They get in such a habit that they don't. I think sometimes realize they're lying, and their lying becomes very manipulative. And I think we all know at least one of these two, oh, right? I'm sure, that yeah. they get caught in their own stuff. But we, you know, we all lie to a certain extent to avoid conflict, especially with those people that we love. 
and then ends up it creating more conflict. Right? But we do, you, do that. But but do you think that people that are like that do they do you think they're conscious of that? that I don't think so. I, I think maybe they are in the beginning, but I think when we get to a toxic level of lying. I think that it is a survival mode. I think that everything in their life is a lie. Oh, that's okay. And so, but again, that doesn't matter for us because you can't have a relationship with somebody that's constantly lying to you, especially when they're lying to you on stuff that there's no point in lying. Right? And again, we all do that too. We don't don't need to do some of these little white lies that we do. We do it for our own benefit so Mm -hmm. we feel better. They probably wouldn't even care if we told the truth. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about toxic deceivers that lie chronically because they know no because they know no different right okay. the next one is going to be a tank or a sniper now this this can be a toxic person or we're going to talk about this again as far as just being difficult if you're a tank or a talk or a now, sniper and this is one that i've not heard of either well you've heard of the bull in the china shop i have heard right of the bull that in the phrase shop, they're yeah. aggressive confrontational they're angry they're often very abusive they crush everyone and everything. Their personal opinions are facts, right? I love that. <laughs> no one is equal to them. They have a low tolerance of others. They're generally these no people that you talked about, right? And they storm roll over everyone and everything. Yeah, so these would be the people that are like, gonna go, no, 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 no. Right. Okay. Right. I don't even know what you're talking about, but no. Exactly. <laughs> At a toxic level. And then we're going to talk about, and I don't want to get too into this, but this is a term that you and a lot of other people had never heard of, and that's gaslighting. And gaslighting is a real problem in the world that we live in right now because it is a tool that's used by these, like we're talking about, the people who use tanks, the very narcissistic personality disorders. They use gaslighting as one of their primary tools for controlling other people. It's psychological manipulation and brainwashing that is meant to make you second guess yourself. It's really difficult. Again, when this is a parent or a sibling or a partner or a spouse, I think sometimes these people come into our life. And again, just like the narcissistic person, they seem very interested in the beginning and they seem very good and very nice and they're loving to you and kind to you. Uh, And then they start using that stuff against you. And making making everything around your them. fault, yeah, right, and like blowing small things up, right, Just right. At an extreme, you know, in an extreme of this, you see people ask all the time, and this isn't just men, but why do people stay in abusive relationships, even physically abusive relationships? Mm-hmm. This is why gaslighting is one of those things because everything is now your fault, oh. right? Everything is your fault, so you stay because it's not their fault that they hit you, it's not their fault that they manipulated you. It's not their fault that something went wrong. It is always your fault. They, they really create scenarios that there is something wrong with you. These people are generally people that we feel uncomfortable and tense around. Oh, I imagine. And one of the things that you can tell is that when, when, if you're in a situation where you always feel like you're the one apologizing and that it's always your fault, that the negative just chips away at your self-esteem over t- time until you eventually just break... Um, one of the common things with this um, is memory. You feel like you, your memory deceives you and that you look to the other person that's gaslighting you for your memory. Because when you say, well, that's not what you said yesterday. That's not what we agreed on last week. They tell you that that's, you're remembering it wrong. That's not what happened. That didn't happen that way. What's wrong with you? You, you, know, you can't even get that fact straight. 
until you start questioning everything that you remember and everything that you believe to be true and your self-esteem just starts to chip and chip away and chip away and chip away a little bit over time and wear you down into believing that you are the one that's wrong. They convince you that they're superior, kind of what we talked about mm-hmm. earlier, same as a narcissistic person. Um, you're clear on why you're subpar to this person and you start to believe that you don't matter. You become more quiet you stop expressing your views to other people because, again, you believe that there's always something wrong with you. And really being around this particular person makes you feel like there is something fundamentally wrong with you. I know quite a few people that have been in relationships with people that gaslight them, and it is extremely disruptive. And it is very hurtful and it takes years sometimes to recover, if people even ever recover from this, because your self-esteem gets so low and so beat up and these people are so good at this it is really hard to recover it's really hard to get out of these relationships because you truly believe that there's something wrong with you well i gotta say if you are in this kind of relationship a get some help you know right if you can recognize this kind of upfront when you start feeling like okay well maybe i'm wrong and then this person is always dying on this hill you know, no, you, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. You got it wrong. And it starts to chip away at you. This is how you recognize this, right? I mean, when you're starting to feel this way or you're starting to apologize for things that clearly weren't your fault. Right. So, you know, recognize that, that kind of stuff because these people will seek you out. They will. Right. And I think some personality types are kind of more susceptible to this to others. But I think it doesn't really matter. I think you can... Grey's Anatomy last season did a great show on uh, of this kind of a person that was gaslighting them this woman was a doctor Uh, she was a research person she was very intelligent very highly educated and her self-worth ended up being zero because of her fiance and how he treated her he got her away from her friends her family because none of those people were as good as he was she didn't need to spend any time with those people because he was the superior and then it became very abusive in other ways. Now, that's an extreme right. because this can be friends. This can be people at work that do these things to you in a subtle way. When you are around a particular individual, you doubt everything, right? You don't, you don't think that you're good enough. And maybe that's happened over time, right? You, you used to feel better about yourself, and now you don't feel good about yourself. And you used to be have a lot of friends, and now you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you really need to take take a look Start at this. Start taking a step back and, and taking a look at this because we exactly. are talking about these chronic te- or toxic people. And so now we've got kind of an idea of their personality traits. So right. let's talk about a little bit how we can start to move away from these people. Because life's too short to spend time with these people. I mean, bottom line. You know, these, these are people that have to go from your life. But sometimes yes. they can't. That's true. Right? I mean... I, I do know of some people that their their parents or one of their parents uh, was great at gaslighting. I watched actually I watched a YouTube video of a woman's interview who she had confronted her mom at with her parents. She was you know probably in her forties and she was kind of trying to get healthy and she went and she sat her parents down, talked to them, and said, "I think that this is you know why I've had so much trouble and I think that mm-hmm. you know mom you you gaslight all of us." And her mom was like, well, I've never heard that term before, but that ob- those behaviors obviously work. She was very proud of this, even in front of her dad, right? And she asked her dad, she said, you know, 
don't doesn't this make you feel less than or worthless as a person, as a man, as as a husband, as a father by how she how she does this? And you know, he was just into it. And it was like, well, you know, if I could just do this better, she was okay. she kind of just had to walk away and and walk away from her both of her parents because her mom was proud that she did this. Her mm-hmm. mom was very narcissistic and her mom didn't care. And if it was either my way, the highway, I am going to control you. I am going to do all these things and you're either going to do what I say or you're not going to be in my life. And the daughter opted to not, not be in her life. And and, and she was okay devastated that. by that of losing her parents. Right. Mom didn't care. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mom, Mom probably is perfectly okay with that yeah. because if you can't do it her way, she didn't want you in her life anyway. That's exactly right. And that's what we're talking about, toxic people. Okay. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't get these people out of your life, right? If, if you have a job and you're working with somebody or, Lord forbid, you work for a toxic person that, <laughs> that does some of these right. things to you, but you can't quit your job because you're a single mom or a single dad with three kids and you, you have to have this job, what are some of the things that you can do to mitigate that, right? right. You know, your, your sister marries somebody like this, and mm-hmm. so they're at family functions, um, those those type of things that and that that's kind of pretty common. That well, we've talked about that in past shows. You know, and again, we're talking about how to change or pivot your exposure to these people. Right, because you can't change them. Right, you don't even try. You know, you get in a yelling match. Is right. Well, you're never gonna. You are never gonna win with these people. Right. Ever. Because they have a lifetime at this. They practice this every day with pretty much everybody in their life. Right. So them storm rolling over you in some capacity actually is good news for you that you're healthier than they are. <laughs> but it's painful, right? And, and then you feel bad about yourself, especially if they're gaslighting you in some way. And or you're spending the next week complaining about it to right. your husband or that's, wife. That's one thing. You know, that's one of the things. You know, we have to pay attention to our own emotions. And how that they're triggering us. Because right. again, no matter who these people are, you can't let somebody else dictate how you show up in the world. You just can't. So you have to be aware of what's being triggered in you. And that is not easy, especially when you've, you're talking about people who are really, really good at this. It's hard to define that. Yep. Um, set limits with these people if you can't exclude them. Even, you know, family, coworkers. You need to set boundaries. I, and, I, and when we were talking about boundaries one time, and I got to tell you, it I think that's hard for people to kind of understand. You know, can you give an example for our listeners just so that they know this is a way you can set boundaries? Well, let's say it is your family. Okay. And you realize, like the woman in the video that I was watching, and but you don't want to give up your family, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to not see your dad or your sister or whatever. So maybe you set a boundary that w- you never have Christmas at your house. Right. Okay. So you can exit and you go. And when it gets too much for you, then you leave, you know, or maybe you set a time limit. I'm only going to go for two hours or maybe if it's uh, a sibling or a sibling spouse, maybe you only do certain functions that they're not there. OK. Um, at work, you know, maybe you, you, you know, you, you put the gauntlet down. I will not work with this person mm-hmm. for these reasons. Um, however, you need to set a boundary. You need to realize that when it gets to this point, then my trigger, I get out of control with my trigger. Okay. Right? I can't, I can only go this far, which leads into the, you know, you, you need to know when you need to address something and when you need to just walk away. Now, again, if it's your spouse and it's your spouse's sibling or your spouse's parents and you've just married in this family and 
and this is all new to you, uh, you may need to say something. Uh, Okay, you know, I get that this has been your daughter for the last 40 years. She's been only been my wife for a year, but you're not talking to her like that. Especially in my house. Right, exactly. Or our house. Right, so you need to find the boundaries and, and you need to to be able to implement those boundaries. Setting something unrealistic is, is not going to be helpful. In right, this. saying that, you know, I just have to find a way to deal with it. Okay. Yeah, if, so, if you could do that, you would have done that 40 years ago. Right. But you're not going to. So that's a good indication for folks out there. So boundaries are not necessarily about you telling them. It's about you telling yourself where that limit is. Well, it's at. always about you. You can't control them. You can only control you. So you need to know what is my limit I need to exit before my limit in some fashion. And how am I going to do that? What is that border? What is that line that I'm going to draw in the sand mm-hmm. that I'm not doing this? Again, at work, that might be kind of hard because you may <laughs> end up losing your job. Or you, know? you need mean, to start looking for a new job. Right. Because that I will say that that's one of those things like, well, what am I supposed to do? I can't lose my job. Okay. But you're not pigeonholed to anything. I mean, unless you're the president of the United States where there's nothing higher, you know, I mean, this is it. I can, you can find something else out there. You just. Right. Well, in my situation that I gave the example of, you know, (laughs) this individual that was just berating me for an hour and a half, I did not want to lose my job. Mm -hmm. And I only see this person maybe once a month or maybe not even that often. I just need to get through this moment. But I was completely conscious of that, that she's not going to trigger me. She's trying to get a reaction out of me. She's trying to push my buttons. Um, It's a control thing for her. I was completely aware of that. And I played a game for an hour and a half. I was completely exhausted. We talk about those emotional vampires. Right. I could have went home and taken a nap. I had only been at work for an hour and a half, and I, I felt <laughs> like I worked for three days straight over this meeting, right? But you kind of have to know that and, and not let those people push your buttons. But that is not, that is not easy, especially no. when we're talking family. But you can't let them knock you off your center, right? right. You just can't. Because that's when that's their what emotions take over. Right, right, and that's what they're trying to do. Because as soon as you get knocked off your center, then they've got control of you. Yep. And that's what it's all about. Again, this is not about criticizing you. This is not about helping you. This is not about trying to do something good for you. This is 100% about trying to control for you. And I, one of the things that you kind of addressed a second ago that I think is really important is that we can't let toxic people turn us into difficult people. Mm. And I think that happens. I think that we get so angry or we get so emotionally involved or so triggered that then we become difficult. We get passive aggressive or we get angry that they did this again. And then we fight with our wife and then we become difficult. And and then it's, you know, that whole Thanksgiving (laughs) show round and round. round round. Um, But you can't do that. Right. You just can't do that. You, You can't let it turn you in to a difficult person. Just because they're toxic and they're pushing your buttons. They knock you off center, then you become difficult, then they win. And so the best way, again, to not be knocked off your center and not to become that person is to set clear boundaries right. with yourself. Which is not, which is very, very, very difficult. And right. most of these times, when we're dealing with toxic people, a lot of times you're going to have to have professional help with this. You're mm-hmm. going to have to go and talk to somebody to get the tools in your tool belt. Um, because they're they're going to come at you with being just a narcissist. They're going to come at you oh, with sure. being a tank. They're going to come with you at lies. They're going to come with you at gaslighting. They're going to come at you in all these different ways <laughs> to break you. 
And well, they have to because that's all they know. Exactly. And then then you kind of become like the token that I'm just going to keep hounding you. Mm. I'm going to keep hounding you. I know a situation of a friend of mine that uh, her sister was very narcissist, has a narcissistic personality that is, is very toxic. A day came when she hung up the phone on her twice. <laughs> you know, she upset the apple car big time on that. And it took months that the, her sister just hounded and hounded and hounded until finally she kind of gave up and I guess moved on to somebody else. Well, I guess that's really one of the cases that you got to just hold out until they find somebody new, right? Right, when they realize <laughs> it's not going to work anymore. and that But that comes from boundaries. Healthy, happy people are not going to be able to set boundaries very easily with toxic people uh, without professional help. We just don't have the tools mm-hmm. to, to deal with them. Well, because we're not prepared for this. Right, exactly. You know. and, and you don't want to be difficult. You don't want to be toxic. You don't want to be hurtful. And so if you're, if you're coming from a place that you don't want to be hurtful and you're dealing with somebody who doesn't care and there's no rules in the game and they, they can be as hurtful as they want to, you, you're not on an even playing field. And, and that is not anything against you. And you can't beat yourself up for that. You know, you're, you're not going to go play basketball with Michael Jordan and think you're going to score on it. <laughs> you know, people think, well, no, that's ridiculous. Well, that's just as ridiculous as a healthy, happy person going head to head with a true narcissist that has some kind of this toxic disorder, mm-hmm. um, that's like going to play basketball with Michael Jordan. You're going to lose every time. That's a that's a really good analogy, and I think most people can relate to that now because they actually, that is something you can think about. You're not going to beat them at this game. No. They've done so, it all their so life. So you've got, but we want to, right? Oh, gosh, yeah, we do. Because we want to save them. If we want family, you to hear me. I, I want you to understand what you're doing to me. You know, that's, right. yeah. Well, and... They're, if they're our family, if they're our parent, we love them, right? So right. we want to help them. This is not working for them either. Any way they go, you can see they're losing people from their life. You see that it's not good, and you and you want to help them. You want to take care of them. You want to love them. Yeah, you can't. you got to exit. We've you talked go. about that in our Christmas show and our Thanksgiving show about, you know, lessening your time because, yeah, I'm eating dinner at 2. If you're not here, you're not going to eat. Well, then nobody ever comes anymore. Right. Yeah, you know, and then, but then you're, you're a victim, and then, then you're, you're a, a drama queen, and then it's all everybody else's exactly. fault. And that's exactly right. And they've so you create a scenario to reinforce what you believe, and but good for the people for not showing up at two o'clock just because they're putting pressure on them. They're, right. And I gotta say, setting boundaries with yourself is a yeah. really good way. Of you starting can only this control out. yourself. You can't control other people. And we talk all the time about self awareness. We can't force our own self awareness. If you can't force your own self-awareness, I promise you, you can't force self-awareness on anybody else. That's true. (laughs) Well, so this is going to be kind of like a a series because we've talked about the toxic people in your life. These are the narcissists. These are the control freaks. These are the, you know, drama queens, the tanks, the, these are the obsessive liars. Yeah, the obsessive liars. And if you don't know what gaslighting is, go watch some videos on it. Yeah, um, definitely. Because you have experienced it, I guarantee you. Oh, I, you may have yeah. not had a name to it, but you've experienced it. Yep. So the so recognize some of these traits and then figure out how to set your own boundaries. If you need professional help, we totally recommend that. But at least you have some tools in your tool belt now exactly. to start recognizing them. Right. And this is just, again, going to be one show on out of a few that we were talking about difficult people. And today's show is just on toxic people and those toxic people got to go. Got to go. They got to go. <laughs> you're never, you're never going to find middle ground with a toxic person. Absolutely. 
So we're about out of time for this show, and we have some great news. Starting January 1st, 2022, you can find our show at livingonpurposepodcast.com or any of the podcast platform like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Just search Living on Purpose Podcast and subscribe to the podcast or look us up on Facebook and give us a like and let us know what you want to add to this new show. That's right. So live every day of your life. On purpose. On purpose.